Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Jersey podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and I am coming at you from the uh, Sunset Las Palmas studios right in the middle of Hollywood. Um, we basically just stormed the Jim Jeffries podcast writer room <laughs> office area um, because I have a fabulous, fabulous guest on my hands before I get to my amazing guest. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. I've heard from a lot of you recently, which is amazing. And if you want to reach out, just email me at what's your Jersey podcast at gmail.com. I have a bunch of shows coming up and you can find all those dates because I don't know them off the top of my head. I know they're mostly in Los Angeles. Um, you can find them on my social media at Jacqueline Marfuji. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. I uh, hope you meatballs. I call me listeners meatballs if this is your first time listening to the podcast. We have a, a bunch of meatballs sitting in front of us right now. I'm also going to eat them on air for the first time in over 100 episodes. This is the first time I'm actually going to chow down with my guest. Um, I know it's, it's a big day. Big day here on What's Your Jersey. Um, I hope you guys had an amazing Valentine's Day. I think this comes out the day after Valentine's Day. So I hope you're just in a chocolate tequila coma. Um, and I want to hear about it. And we're going to talk Valentine's Day mishaps and shenanigans. Um, all right. Enough about me. You know what? I got the shit out of the way. Uh, I am so excited to have my guest on today just because I really just want to talk shop, talk shit, and keep it real. And you yes. are the most perfect person to do this with um we've been trying to do this for a while uh she is the fabulous producer of the jim jeffries podcast and she also has a new podcast coming out she is the co-host of the unsolicited podcast and the best credit i will give you is being a chicago native yes because i love fucking people from chicago <laughs> kelly blackheart hi thanks for having me hi thank you for coming to work i woke up this morning and i was like <laughs> i got a little nervous because i was like oh shit i'm gonna be on this podcast and i was like i've never been on a podcast before and then i was like wait um, i'm on the show podcast like i completely forgot that i'm on that really <laughs> like, yeah i i guess i'm stupid or just like really tired lately you're so <laughs> neither oh well maybe tired i'm exhausted today yes. do you ever just wake up at like 6 a.m just because every day i mean oh, I, you do yeah <laughs> i uh, i forgot i have these like blinds behind my bed but they don't really block any of the light so i wake up whenever the sun comes up and i i bought blackout curtains yeah but I don't really want to install them because like then you do that and you're groggy when you wake up. So it's like, oh, it's, you're in a cave. I don't know. You're always in a cave. Yeah. So so I just wake up when the sun wakes up. I have the same and problem. It's, it's awful. It's awful. But I normally can like go back to sleep. This did not happen today. Mm. Just tossing and turning until I finally had to be up at 9 a.m. Oh, six to nine. Yeah. Six to nine. Oh, boy. Yeah. At oh, that no. point, like, do you just get out of bed and just say, fuck it, I'm just going to start getting my shit done? Or, like, what do you kind do? Kind of, yeah. Like, I, there are a lot of shows that I'll watch that don't start until 10 p.m. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not committing to this because I don't want to watch with commercials or anything. So I'll just, like, save that to the morning and then I'll have my coffee and watch a show in the morning. And then I don't feel like such a lazy piece of shit. I love that. Yeah. I've never binge watched in the a.m. Oh, you got to. Oh. You start your day off with a little bit of drama, you know? <laughs> It is not yours, so it feels good. 
<laughs> so you can just there's nowhere to go but up from there yeah it's like the bachelorette on a tuesday morning you're like at least i'm not this insecure i you know? mean <laughs> <laughs> i love it are you watching the bachelor i am you it, are tell us everything it's i mean like get over the fact that he's a virgin they cannot stop talking about this and right? it's like there has to be something about him that's interesting or maybe there's not and that's why you guys keep talking about how he's a virgin but it's like i don't know they need to they need to find more interesting bachelors and bachelors they're still talking about it oh yeah oh no i know wait i feel like i saw it guys i'm sorry i haven't been watching the bachelor i do know he's a really really cute dog right does he i think he does i think it's like a fluffy golden retriever i could be wrong i just saw a lot of pictures Well, now he has some points with me right (laughs) kelly loves dogs that's a big thing um did you know there's a puppy cafe in yeah yeah um my guest uh, exactly we need to go uh for any of you visiting the los angeles area apparently my guest two podcasts ago uh, alexandra catalano goes there with her boyfriend it's like the cat cafe only for puppies so it's all these rescue dogs and you go in, you pay $15, and you just play with puppies for an hour. And where is this? It's I think it's in Los Feliz. Is it open now? Let's just it's go. The, Let's I do know. this from there. <laughs> Guys, so this was Kelly Blackheart on What's Your Jersey. <laughs> Thanks Bye. so much for listening, Bye. <laughs> um, we talked so many things like The Bachelor and Tequila and Puppies. That's yeah. all that matters in life. <laughs> if you didn't hear all the stuff in the middle, you're... Your radio's broken. Exactly. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Yeah, no, you can go. And then you have the Ooh. option to actually foster the dogs or just adopt them. See, that's where I'd run into trouble because I have never been able to go to a pound without bringing a dog home. Shut up. Yeah. Really? So I had to stop going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You have one dog now? No, I have none. You have um, none? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there was one time that I um, got a dog from the pound and I didn't read the sign um that was like don't adopt this dog because it's really sick and it was so like so incredibly sick and i called them and i was like hey what's up with this and they're like did you read the sign i'm like i did not they don't um, tell you that at check i mean they're like so stoked that somebody's there to adopt you know so oh my god i, I mean that was definitely my fault um and then i then i had a dog that ran away once but oh, that's no. it but i fostered um my f- my friend had a pit bull um and i fostered her for about 9 months okay um and now my other friend adopted her and is in Aww. great hands so look at you You're and i get to visit i have like visitation rights it's kind of like being an aunt yeah you get to give them back after a yeah, while yeah exactly it's like i love dogs but i just don't think i have the time the money um, and I also feel so guilty about leaving my house when there's a dog there. So I, I mean, I'm already a hermit. Uh-huh. I would never leave. You would just, that's yeah. it. You would just cuddle. I would cancel all plans because I, I leave for an hour and I come back. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been so bored. Oh no, they're fine. I'll like turn on animal planet. Oh, that's like, so kind Hang of out you. with your friends. I'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, no, I always give people shit when they're like, I have to leave. I have to go take care of my dog. I'm like, that's just an excuse. Get over it. They're fine. It is a good excuse, though. Like, that is the the flip side of it is like, I should get a dog so I can get out of doing things that I don't want to do. I feel like I try to get out of things all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you really wanted, I wanted to podcast with you because I didn't try to get out of it. Ooh. I know. It's yeah. a big deal. That, that, there's like that meme structure going around on Instagram. It's basically just text in a box but there's one that's like um 
to the extent of, you know, I'm sorry, I made plans with you two hours ago. Like I was younger and more full of life then. But, and I was like, that is so me to a T. Like sometimes I'll text somebody and be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And if they don't respond within 30 seconds, I'm like, never mind. I'm over it. I'm like, over I, it. I'm like I, as soon as I press send, I'm like, why did I do that? I feel the same way. I, it's like you got to like test the waters and you're like, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and you like, always, like I make plans and I always hope the other person bails. <sighs> me too. I give them a little shit. To make oh, to make them think that totally. they did the wrong thing, it's but never I'm like, your oh, fault. thank God! Oh my God! No. I have to brush my hair. This is amazing. <laughs> your hair looks really pretty. Thank you. Kelly's recently gone from like platinum blonde mm-hmm. to this is like a honey brunette. Yeah, and I did, well, I did pink in between that. Last year, I had every hair. I was like purple, green, blue, red. How do you still have hair on your head? Um, I don't. Die, I don't bleach it. Because my hair is naturally blonde, so okay. I can do all the fashion colors on top of my blonde, so it doesn't damage it. All right, stop bragging. Super secret, That's right great. there. Industry secret. <laughs> no, <laughs> have I like blonde it. hair. Uh, no, I um, I I feel like I want to hear about your day because I had a full day already, and it's only one o'clock right now, mm. and I want to hear about Kelly's day so far. I Besides mean, binging TV in the Yeah, morning. my day actually today has been pretty boring. Um, I recently actually just uh, road tripped from Seattle to L.A. You know how it was like storming like crazy last week? Oh, yeah. So my best friend, is he just moved from Seattle back to L.A. Oh. And so he flew me up on Wednesday night and we road tripped all the way back in that storm in a moving truck. Oh, my God. It was a fucking nightmare. Can I swear on this? You can okay. say whatever. Because too bad if yeah. I can't. Because no, I don't is... know how to speak otherwise. <laughs> You're like, because then this would be done. Um, yeah, I was telling Kelly I had kind of a shitty morning. And I want to rant and just talk Let's get shit. into your shit. Because no, my wanna... day was boring. No, but I want to hear. So I, I grew up in New Jersey. Mm. And I used to have to drive in the snow and like ice and rain all the time. And now I've gone soft. Like yeah. I'm like, no, I can't. How did you deal with driving in that shit store? You, I mean, you lose the instincts for sure. And the bravery. Yeah. And the will to live. Um <laughs> My friend drove the whole time, thank God, because I don't know that I would be able to manage a moving truck, but it was like we were moving so slowly, and and from Seattle to L.A., that trip primarily is like two-lane highways that when it rains, that turns into slick slick roads, and it's just like, so it's just pouring rain. The grapevine was insane. Really? Like, past five accidents, two cars completely flipped over, like, windows busted out and everything, and I was oh like, please, God. can we just get home? God! But we did listen to a lot of murder podcasts. Ooh! Yeah. Tell us. Do you have any favorites? Um, we listened to a lot of My Favorite Murder, which okay. I really like. I can't do podcasts where some, like, even if it's the most intense story, like, we listened to a little of the Golden State Killer mm-hmm. one, but it's just one guy doing details, there's like no inflection in his voice. He's not excited. No. I'm like, I'm kind of bored. Like, he's like gruesome details. He's like, and then he ripped her head off. And I'm like, boring. Are you a serial killer, <laughs> dude? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just no emotion. You're way too calm about this. <laughs> it is the Golden State Killer just dictating his own story. Exactly. In podcast. That's a way to capitalize. That's like the Fire Festival documentary, guys. Like doing a documentary on their own fuck up yeah. and still capitalizing actually on it. Actually, respect that. That's a actually lot. really smart. That's a really good idea. If I'm a serial killer, I'm definitely doing a podcast. Yeah, about you're just, it's like a complete sociopath liar. Like Kelly's Diary. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that should be the name of your new podcast. <laughs> and it's just Tommy interjecting all the time, like, get the fuck out of my diary. <laughs> Tommy's the main squeeze. You guys have heard his voice before. 
He is also a co-host on the podcast with Kelly, but we'll get we'll get in. Yeah, I want to hear about your day. Oh man, you know what's funny, listeners? Meatballs. It's weird. I usually don't call you listeners. Um, I was I was having dinner with Chris Medina, who's been on the podcast. He's an amazing psychic, and Hannah Brown, who also has a podcast called The Brown Eyed Unicorn. And we we're having so much fun. Um, you you should all be listening to their podcast. Chris is is in your head the podcast and they both were kind of like yeah no what's your jersey's great but like you need to talk more shit and like rant and like let people know if you're having a bad day or like what's happening in your life so this is my come to jesus moment kelly (laughs) i'm so glad i could be here for the first one (laughs) (laughs) i know right uh, you better match I feel like me. we have years of uh, pent up aggression just to unleash on this first <laughs> one. You're like, you want a fucking rant? Yeah. I will give you a rant. Yeah, we're going to rant. And this is unsolicited. Mm-hmm. Get it? Uh, pun intended. <laughs> where you guys didn't ask for this, but I'm giving it to you. Yeah, I've been having trouble sleeping lately. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just angry and bitter. I, I go to bed late. I wake up. 6 a.m. every day and I know maybe some of you with kids out there do that anyway or like and then they'll brag about it too exactly and I'm just oh you woke up at six well at four I was up I ran I read a book (laughs) okay Mark Wahlberg calm down okay why is that better do you know how good sleep is you're the idiot not me I don't even understand why people brag about that stuff it's that's not bragging rights you're always miserable yeah no and like one glass of wine on the weekend is not gonna do it either no to cool down anyway yeah um yeah so that happened and i also i randomly i not randomly i took new headshots yeah i'm an actor random took this is my (laughs) so random that (laughs) wow jacqueline what a risk taker oh my god that is so random (laughs) and this is my like second round of headshots and it was so much fun it was great and i was really excited about them and i sent them off to my manager and agent my agent just has not responded to them which means no you need to shoot again oh yeah you know you know when it's like the no response you got ghosted I got- by your manager. <laughs> he's like swipe left these are trash yes. just nope yeah. oh my god i was in acting class last night and there was there was like free the nipple on stage and i was like whoa oh. we're doing that okay and i it was it was very just like no one batted an eye and the person sitting next to me in class said, I guess he was watching me watch it. And I was literally choking myself. <laughs> I was actually talking about like nudity in the United States the other day to somebody. I can't even remember who, but it is interesting how much we've sexualized nudity. And like, oh, I think it was because of the Jeff Bezos thing oh, where yeah. they like threatened to release his nudes. And I was like, why does anybody care about this anymore? That's like sweet. other countries are so free with their nudity and all that stuff and it's like at this point it's like everybody's taken a nude who cares why do we make it such a big deal when this stuff gets leaked like it's just another body exactly who fucking cares we've all seen it yeah whatever i'd be mortified if my nipple was out there but like whatever who cares (laughs) i i actually have been posted naked on the internet shut the fuck up who post did you post it no (laughs) i'm not not that bold (laughs) wait wait i should um no, my uh, ex's girlfriend at the time, um, she found pictures of me and his computer from when we dated, which was seven years before, and decided to punish me instead of him. Oh, my And so God. she posted me to, like, a revenge porn site. What yeah. a psycho. And I was like, 
cool. Well, at least I'll caught in the pictures. Yeah, you're like, great. Now yeah, it was he just wants so, me more. Yeah, I'm like, I got like 27 friend requests within like five minutes one night on mm-hmm. Facebook. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I assumed one of my friends like posted me on Craigslist, like, hey, add me free blowjobs or whatever. Yeah. And then I got a message the next morning. It's like, you're on this site. And I was like, fuck. <sighs> Were they like good pictures at yeah, least? I looked hot. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but it was it's crazy because those sites exist and people can say whatever they want about the person. They can make up whatever backstory to yeah. like villainize them. And there are so many people that get like really, really hateful comments on it. And I can see why people would like commit suicide after something like that because mm-hmm. it's just the con- like it's like these are nudes that you sent to a person you trusted and now they're for the world to see and judge and people are like you fucking fat bit it's like these aren't you don't know these people what are you i hate the internet it's, most of the time i know unless you're nice to us yeah exactly <laughs> I, before, I love the compliments yes i before like it was right when facebook was coming out so i feel like i wasn't like trolled or anything mm-hmm. i remember i was i think i've talked about this when i was on a dance team in college i was in a limo with a bunch of like Turkish like drug dealers from a frat. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> we're going to Boston. To Wait, they were drug de- de- Turkish drug dealers and in a frat. And in a frat, oh, multi-dimensional. You know, right? They're so <laughs> that's boyfriend material, <laughs> right? Why aren't they in LA? They probably Seriously. are. Yeah, they definitely yeah. are. <laughs> and I was the only. I bleached. It's like we switched. I bleached blonde hair at the time, so I was very like you noticed me, uh, or at least that's why I thought you noticed mm-hmm. me dancing on the basketball no, court. It was the cleavage. I wish. Um, (laughs) And one of the dudes in the limo just looked at me. He was like, you look familiar. And I was like, oh, well, I danced like on the dance team and whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're the fat ramette. And I I mean, I at the time it didn't it that like hit deep down where Mm. I'm now being like, oh, that was so fucked up. Yeah, that's I mean, but that's that's such a a guy's go to insult for girls. Mm -hmm. Like I was just talking about this the other day, too, because somebody messaged me on um, I don't even like check my online dating stuff anymore. But somebody messaged me on Tinder and to get my attention, he started talking shit about Jim. And he like just started with a nagging thing. And he he said something about me having a big forehead at one point and I was like mm, nice try make fun of something I'm actually insecure about like being fat like because yeah. that that's the go-to for girls like I yeah. played college volleyball and that's what the hecklers would do would be like fat <laughs> and I was 10% body fat in college I'm like but I believed it I was like oh my you god you believed I, it fat. yeah I mean because we're women Oh yeah, we're always fat. Doesn't I matter was fat. how skinny we were. I, I was. I was. I mean, not that I'm super skinny now, but I was like probably 20 pounds heavier than I am now. Mm-hmm. Like I and all the other girls on the team were like real thin. Oh yeah. So yeah. it was. Uh, but I thought I looked amazing. Yeah. And that's why it's affecting me now. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons, and I didn't even rant about any of the other shit. We'll get to it later. One of the reasons Kelly and I even had talked about having you here this was we talked this was after the rap party party. yeah there was a lot of alcohol a lot of alcohol (laughs) i love okay it's not our fault it was at yeah it was open bar you can't be expected not to get trash yeah and it was also at lono was that the name of it yeah it's like this tiki bar Mm -hmm. and i love a pina colada I love a penicillin. Like, I love those drinks. Yeah, you couldn't be helped. And so we were sucking them down. And I feel like this was at the... We went somewhere else after. I forget. But you... I don't know how you started talking about, like, freezing your eggs and 
body stuff and just everything. And I was like, oh my God, like Alcohol. this is. That's how I we started talking about that. You're like tequila. Yeah. That's tequila, Jacqueline. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, like your story is amazing. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about certain body things and freezing your eggs and what happened. So I want to hear your story. So yeah, we started talking about the egg donation stuff. Yeah. Um, because it, it kind of ties into the the body stuff, but basically, I was an egg donor for like nine years. I originally saw something about it in like our college newspaper, and my mom was in town at the time, and it was like egg donors wanted five thousand dollars, and I was like, "Ooh yeah, gonna get rich!" Like, oh. and I was saying that to my mom. She's like, "Kelly, no," and, I'm, and I was joking at the time, but I took like a year and a half, and I really researched it, and and tried to decide if that was something I really wanted to do or if it was a money thing, mm-hmm. and. At that time, I thought I wanted to have kids. And so I was like, well, if I couldn't have kids, I would definitely look into an egg donation and yada, yada. So after about a year and a half of deliberation, I decided to do it. Um, And since then, I feel like I probably have the craziest stories of anybody who's ever done egg donations. I want to hear them all. (laughs) Um, Because I know I know one girl that I used to work with. She did it and she blew up mm -hmm. like she definitely and i've seen pictures we don't work together now but like she's probably twice the size Mm -hmm. that she was pre-egg donation and that was six years ago okay yeah and but she also like bought a restaurant and like has oh she was smart with her money yeah something i didn't do i just did the blow up part cool cool (laughs) Uh, let's hear all about it um so the last the last one i did um the couple i think they were like canadian they we started going through the process and i was about 12 days into the hormone shots which generally you'll do between 10 to 16 days of hormone shots um and then have the surgery and so it was like 10 or 12 days in and the couple decided i can't remember if they decided they were getting a divorce or just didn't want to go through with the process anymore and the shitty thing about it is like there's no protection for you if the egg donation doesn't go through um, perhaps if I had had my own lawyer or something like that and written a clause into the contracts, I'd be protected, but I didn't, I'd been doing it for nine years at that point. I didn't think about that. Um, so they just cancel the donation and instead of like weaning you off of the medications or doing any of that stuff, the hormones just sit in your body, um, and like wean off themselves, I guess. And so it was interesting because the, I think the day or two afterwards, I was like so flooded with emotion and so, so, so depressed that I was like looking at my medications and having that moment where it's like, I don't know why I'm depressed. And that's the scariest type of depression when there's no catalyst and you're, it just like hits you like a wave. And I was like really in a dark place. And I called my mom and she's like, don't you think it's probably because you just did that egg donation thing and I was like oh my god yeah good thing I called you I called her like two o'clock in the morning she loves those phone calls where oh, she's like yeah. four o'clock in the morning her time and I'm just like Mom. she's like oh fuck again um, not again yeah so so that was like a good you know that settled me down because it was like okay obviously I'm just having a hormone rush but so over the next couple of months like I never weighed myself really um like not on a regular basis at least. So I, it's not like I was weighing myself regularly, but my clothes started to fit a little bit tighter. Um, over the course of a year, I gained a hundred pounds. Holy shit. Didn't change anything about the way I was eating. I was still playing competitive volleyball four times a week. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Do people say anything to you? Like noticing, like just 
the weight gain or because it was over a year, was it more gradual? I think it was probably more gradual. And then, you know, as I started to notice it too, you become more of a recluse because it's like, especially because you can't really start every conversation with people like, Hey, I'm not fat because I got lazy and started eating a bunch. Like I just can't control what's happening. You know? So I, I really like withdrew from, from a lot of things. I was living in an apartment complex that I'd kind of forced all my close friends to, to move into. So there were like 10 of us there and it was like, very Melrose place but they're all seeing me every day so it's not like this drastic change yeah um but I couldn't figure out what it was for the longest time like it didn't register right away that it was egg donation stuff you just thought oh well this is me now "Uh, I guess at 20 I don't remember how old I was probably 27 or 28 I'm like I guess this is what happens when your metabolism shuts off (laughs) (laughs) and I was like eating chicken and broccoli for every meal and I'm like fuck if I'm gonna get fat, I want to do it eating Jack in the Box. Like, right? let me enjoy it at least. Like, I'm suffering through these dog shit meals and still that getting fat. Miserable. Um, so it was basically were the hormones just expanding and just. I, I don't even know the science behind it. Really, I just think that when like the hormones can, um, you know, like people gain weight on birth control and all that stuff, it just messes with your uh, the physiology of your body so much that things stop working. So like. For years, it took me years to find anybody who could figure out what was going on. Like, I would go to the doctor and be like, I'm gaining weight, like, rapid, like, three pounds a week I'm gaining. Yeah. And I eat really healthy. I exercise a lot. I don't understand. And the doctor, like, regular doctors would be like, well, you need to lose weight. I'm like, did you not hear the first part when I came in here? Like, trying to figure out what's going on. Nobody would do blood tests. Like, it was impossible. It was pulling teeth. Um, And then I finally started looking at, like, more holistic roots. Okay. And I found this girl that does um, something called nutrition response testing, which it's basically like voodoo. Like, I still don't understand it but it's like she she'll like move my arm while pressing on an organ and based on how my arm pushes back on her arm she can tell if an organ's like not working well and so she had she was like here these seven organs of yours like basically don't function they're like at the lowest level of functionality before your body shuts down. Oh, I'm like, well, not neat. Seven? <laughs> to alarm you, but you're dying. No. Um, so it's got on this like supplementation stuff and, and that started to work because mm-hmm. nothing I did was ever helping me lose weight. And what school were you at? Were you um, also trying to go to classes No, and stuff? this was this was outside of college. So okay. um, I found this girl like two years ago. Um, but I was dating a guy at the time that was like, Kelly, this sounds like some woo-saw bullshit. Like, you're spending all this money on supplements, and she's not even a doctor. And so I kind of, like, talked myself out of it. Um, And then about six months later, I went and got a blood test done at this other, like, holistic place, and the blood test confirmed every single organ that she had told me about. And I'm like, fuck, if I had just stayed on the protocol for for that entire time that I was doubting it, I'd be in a lot better space right now. Holy shit. That really fucks a person up mentally, though. Oh, yeah. Like the past decade, you probably just don't feel like yourself. Yeah. I mean, I got super depressed because like vanity aside, I mean, which is a huge thing. And um, you guys can't see Kelly right now, but you're stunning. Oh, thank you. No, you seriously are. And you need to go to her Instagram, Kelly Blackheart, so you can see her and I'm going to post pictures. Yeah. Jerk off to my pictures. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the porn site she's on. No, she's not. Stop. Don't do that. It got shut down. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, No, but... I mean, you're gorgeous no matter what. Thank you. But 
I, I just can't imagine. And I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, it, yeah, it, it, I, like vanity aside, it's I was an athlete. I played Division One volleyball. Like your body starts to not work anymore. My knees got really bad. My back got really bad. So now I can't even like exercise and do the things that I think are really fun. Mm-hmm. So that takes a toll on you as well. But there is, I, I have said, I told my mom kind of jokingly because she was getting really worried about me being depressed about that and would kind of like ask how things were going but then I would take it really personally because I'm like oh she just doesn't want me to be fat because she's embarrassed or whatever and you know you internalize all that stuff so I told her at one point I was like you know what I'm glad I gained the weight because it wouldn't be fair for me to be super hot and also have such an amazing personality <laughs> and she's like Kelly that's not funny I was like but it's kind of true <laughs> I think that needs to be embroidered on a pillow know, right? for you <laughs> but it, it did actually make me develop my personality a little bit more like Mm -hmm. I think I think I've always been intelligent and like fun and stuff like that but you really have to like elevate what you bring to the table when you're not somebody that people give attention to for your looks anymore oh so it was like this weird fucked up lesson that I learned all us comedians I mean yeah (laughs) I was the fat where I'm at yeah you're like oh my god now my personality is so great but you're not but you're hot (laughs) but I still feel like the fat where I'm at yeah I've well, never been enough. You, you never want to get to the point no. where you feel good about yourself. Then I, you won't be funny anymore. No. I, I think I was just talking about that. I think with Danny Pellegrino in the last podcast, I was like, no. Or maybe with Tommy, actually. Oh, really? I was like, I, I'm fine being a solid six if I have a shit ton of money and I'm funny. You are not a six. You are so stupid. Oh, stop. Don't stop. Tommy thinks he's a seven. There's no way you're a six. <laughs> Can we please talk about that episode? Okay, so my favorite thing about the Jim Jeffries podcast, which Kelly produces, is that she gets to be on it and she's hilarious on it. And can you tell them why you're starting the Unsolicited podcast? Because you guys were the stars of the Jim Jeffries podcast. Whatever. I didn't say it. Um, we're starting it, you know, because we want to ride Jim's coattails mostly. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like, feel like that's going to be the first troll comment that we get. It's like, nobody cares about you losers. You're yeah. riding his coattails. It's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Tell something we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it's like Tommy, Tommy Jack and I are often like side characters on it. I'm, I'm on it most of the time now because I actually have a mic set up in front of my face. Um, but we just especially because I'm usually the only woman in that room. Mm-hmm. It's so funny hearing like a bunch of straight white men talk about these issues that affect women and stuff like that. And they just come up with their like made up statistics. Like they talked about periods at length one time. And I was like, literally two podcasts ago, you guys were talking about how it's bullshit that women comics go up and talk about their periods. It's like, talk about something else. I'm like, here you are, just some straight white men sitting around talking about periods. Also, you're getting all the facts wrong. Like, Also, that's the definite wrong answer. Yeah. You were talking about like macro periods and I'm what? like, that's for like economic. It's not about periods. You're like, that's a math problem. Yeah. Yeah. Stop you're it. like, do different uh, races have different periods? And I'm like, oh gosh. <sighs> They've definitely ways of like dealing with them <laughs> I was like what is happening oh thank god you were there yeah so so now now my role really is just to call them out when they're definitely You're not like the ringleader saying, yeah. or the, bull, the podcast the group calls me the um like the morality beacon or something like that <laughs> I love it like you can't say that and I, I'm not easily offended so you the, don't let the, them get away with anything right and that's what yeah. is so great about you Yes, you know, they, they they don't get to say whatever they want and not hear the wrath of Kelly. They need you. But Tommy does think he's a seven. He does. We did. We had an episode where Jim made all of us rate ourselves 
go around the room and rate ourselves. And man, was he a confident seven. Oh, he's so confident. <laughs> he always tells me how pretty he is. How's, he's like Jacqueline. <laughs> That's the best. That was a really M. Night Shyamalan twist of that fucking <laughs> sentence. I was like, wait, you were going to tell me that he talks about how pretty you are? And nope. nope. No, no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not yeah. me. His skin apparently is very clear right now because of his new charcoal <laughs> cleanser from Biore. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He's such a woman. Oh, I know. God. He's probably going to pack more than me for um, we're going to New Orleans tomorrow morning. And I, I want to know, because you've been traveling a lot lately. Do you like go a little insane before you travel and like get a bunch of new stuff or am I just psycho? Um, I don't specifically for trips, but I hate shopping in stores. Mm -hmm. I only do my shopping online. And so I'll find myself like going on a website and buying a fuck ton of clothes. And I don't know why I I have the worst habit of never returning things that I don't like. Same. So I just have piles of wasted money. Yeah, it's so stupid. But I do a lot of donating to Goodwill, so... (laughs) I hope you like that strapless. <laughs> You're welcome out there. Uh, it's so annoying. Yeah. Like I have a pair of jeans just staring at me right now and I'm like, I know I'm so close close to the threshold of not being able to return this anymore. No, you have to do I'm it. Not gonna do, I'm when not you gonna go do home, it. you gotta do it. I'm not you gotta do eat it. that frog. Have you heard of that saying? No. Eat your frogs. You're supposed to wake up and eat the frog. Eat the most annoying thing you could think of in the morning. Do the first thing. That's so it. So you eat Tommy every morning. I eat- <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you should really listen to the podcast. It's so good. Um, no, I, I, I try, but he won't let me. Did think- you Marie Kondo your place? Fuck no. I, yeah, I watched half of an episode. I'm like, wait, why am I watching other people cleaning? She's just laughing at everyone. Too. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I will not be inspired by this show. But like, I couldn't stop watching it. That was oh, the you, you watched it. Yeah, but it didn't inspire me at all. The folding was like pretty excessive. I mean, it's a lot. And the piles I have that shit going on see i have a tiny little bathroom that all my stuff is in oh uh, okay and it's just it's like all the hoarders piles mm-hmm. that's what my bathroom looks like mm-hmm. tommy won't go in there <laughs> oh terrible. well at least you have two i know yeah oh, that's nice. not bragging guys um <laughs> <laughs> that's the key to a happy relationship two bathrooms wait so are you dating two separate anyone? houses no? two honestly. separate houses oh, i agree you know i just want my house you can have yours. I, mean, I, I like my parents sleep in different bedrooms and they adore each other. They're so, so, so very in love. And I think that's a lot of the reason. It's because they're getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. It started like when my mom got her hip replaced, like mm-hmm. because they needed to sleep in two different beds. And then I think they were like, you know what? This is great. It's better. And I think they can just have sleepovers when they want to bang it out. And you it's know? like more fun. It's like yeah. they're dating again. Yeah. I, I think it's brilliant. So. I don't know. I mean, I don't ever anticipate anticipate myself being in a relationship at this point. Whoa, whoa. Don't say that. Let's not put that out in the universe. Listen. I want to know what's going on. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing? Mm -mm. I want to hear some, like, ridiculous dating app stories then. Oh, God. I mean, so I haven't been on any in a long time because it's just, it gets so demoralizing after a while. And... I think for the most part, I had apps, not because I was actually looking for something, but because I found the messages to be entertaining. So like I started a blog with the ridiculous shit that people would send me and kind of my responses. And it is kind of funny how other men on the internet will defend these men. Like people would be like, and I block out their names and their pictures and all this stuff. So it's like they have complete anonymity. And I'm just calling out the message. And then people will be like, well, don't you think you're just as bad as them for like posting them on the Internet? I'm like, what? This guy said that he wanted me to sit on his face so he could eat his way to my heart. Ah! Yeah. Like, 
Now I know what to write on Tommy's Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm just like, what? Oh, I got, I got um, banned from Plenty of Fish because this guy, <laughs> this guy sent me a message for uh, what was the first message? It was something like super, super sexual, yeah. and I was like, I have a better idea. You can Venmo me five hundred dollars at Kelly Blackheart, and he reported me, and. I guess they just like have a zero tolerance reporting policy, so they don't even look into. Oh, they're just like you're he, out. But he reported me, I assume, for like being a bot. And I'm like, how did? How am I the one who got reported? No, 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 no. I'm. I don't think your guys on Plenty of Fish. No, well, jokes on them. I had two profiles on Plenty of Fish. Oh, look at that's them. a that's a that's a little juicy. So I I've had I've had all the, I mean, all the major apps for a long time. So. I had a plenty of fish, just normal profile. So regular pictures. There's nothing slutty about my pictures. Yeah. Um, and I would get the most ridiculous messages. Like, I want to come on your face, blah, blah, blah. And I'm oh, like, who does this work for? It's got to, I mean, Apparently it's got to work someone. at least once. But this is what I, I don't understand the, that strategy, because if you do that to a hundred women, maybe one will respond positively and you get to bang. But it's like, why are you? whittling away a hundred opportunities you could literally just pretend to be a nice guy for like three messages and then turn into a douche and you'd have a way better opportunity are you listening men yeah it's like come on pretend you like me just before we have sex and then ghost me it's so simple it is so ghosting have you had to deal with that no i don't think i've ever really been ghosted but i also don't date frivolously okay so i i don't meet people right away from apps like I need to talk to you for like two weeks to figure out if you're even worth me getting off my couch. <laughs> so, so generally by the time I meet somebody, they're at least a little invested too. Like they're not going to completely disrespect me because they see me as a human as opposed to like a number that they go out on a date with. So that strategy seems to work for not getting ghosted, not for anything else though. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Um, I want to know, apparently you've been doing the keto diet. I have. I feel like I've been keto shamed lately because I haven't been doing the keto diet. Oh, really? And everyone I know has been doing the keto diet. I finally broke down. (laughs) This isn't me doing the keto diet. Last night, I bought a keto. There's keto like bars now that you can buy. And I ate it this morning and I taught a class right after eating it and Mm. literally i was lucky i didn't explode all over the class i had the worst stomach pains and now i'm like scared to do keto anything now well first of all be careful about any of those products because anytime they see a a diet that people are into they'll just throw the name of it onto whatever products but so many of them are like not even they're like this bar is 19 grams of carbs it's low carb it's like well keto is less than 20 grams a day so somebody's gonna eat one bar i felt like regina in mean girl it's butter a carb exactly (laughs) i was like oh god i'm just eating yeah this wrong it's so crazy to me though because why is everybody so concerned with how other people eat like i truly do not care if you're vegan i don't care i mean I don't care if you want to eat fast food every meal. You're an adult. Make your own decisions. But the minute you start doing something to better yourself, everybody wants to be like, well, that's not healthy if you can't eat that much fat. And it's like, well, actually, most of what you know about the diet industry is completely wrong. It's because we're being force fed terrible information to keep us fat. Yeah. So find out what works for you and do it and stop. It's like religion. Stop pushing your shit on other people. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're religious, but I don't want to be. So leave me alone. Leave me the fuck alone. Leave me alone. So what led you to keto? So I actually um, 
two about two years ago no no no. last year i was still living with my um my middle brother and his girlfriend and we were we had experimented with this primal way of eating which was a little bit more restrictive and my brother is like big into nutrition he knows everything about everything and so when he started talking about keto i was like "Ooh, that sounds more interesting to me because there's a lot more cheese that i can eat in keto you can eat cheese with keto uh yeah that's like 95 percent of my diet shut up yeah. well it's not it's 95 percent of mine now yeah. but i feel like that's not working for me yeah uh well probably because there's bread involved yeah. elsewhere okay yeah. cool cool so, so no bread got <laughs> no, it no bread but all the cheese okay so we started doing keto and um within a month of starting keto most of my organs were um like on a scale of one to ten which uh, before they were about a one or two that all of them were like above a six in terms of functionality so what's why it's worked for me is because it's a diet that actually is really good for hormone imbalances Mm -hmm. so it just helped all of my organs start working again which is why then i was able to lose the weight i wasn't able to lose the weight because my organs weren't working and when they're not functioning none of the nutrients that you put in your body are getting processed at all it just fucking sits there there's no metabolism yeah nothing so no fuel once my organs started working again I, i so i've lost like 58 pounds at this point in I, I would say it's been a year since I started keto, but I've taken like full months off at a time. Okay, like this summer I didn't eat keto June and July because June's my birthday month, and then July is that. like the When's hangover of my birthday oh, month. Yeah, uh, June thirtieth. I thought you were gonna say thirteenth, and I'm like, I'm a fourteenth. <laughs> Still counts. Still in June. You're a Gemini. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. What is our birthstone? Because it's either a pearl or a purple stone. Amethyst. Amethyst. Uh. Yeah, I don't. I literally just asked this question to somebody like three months ago. Which one is it? I don't remember. Kind of like pearl better. I I don't particularly like either of them. I know. I want ruby. I don't like. <laughs> see, I want emerald. Oh, that was my second oh, one. God, I just want something colorful. But I guess ruby and emerald feel a little too dark for June. Yeah. Then again, I'm a cancer and we're just like fucking brooding all the time. I know. So maybe. I love it. I, someone told me the other day, they were like, you're much more of a cancer than a Gemini. And I was like, really? See, I'm on, um, my cousin is like super, super big into astrology and she feels like I'm a cusper. Um, I don't think I actually am. I think when I was younger, I was really, really concerned with this, the image of myself that I put out and cancers are highly emotional and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see myself that way because like, I don't cry a lot. I don't get offended by things like I'm not dramatic, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And then as I got older, I realized what emotional meant. And so like, I have a high emotional IQ. I'm an empath. So I feel other people's shit and all. So it's like, now I get it. Now I fully feel like I'm a cancer, but I never wanted to be one. <laughs> I was like, I'll be a Gemini all day. That is so funny because I feel like every Gemini is like, no. <laughs> it's like having the plague when you're a Gemini. Everyone's really? just like, oh, God. Yeah, I, I always thought they you. were so cool, but maybe that's because I was in my early 20s. and I was like, I'm a bad bitch. Yeah, I'm like a double personality. Yeah, exactly. Like You never know what you're going to get. I'm definitely not that. I'm very consistent. You're I'm, always consistent. I'm, I'm not like... To a fault, I am just so even keeled. Like, and, and I actually feel badly about it sometimes because I'm just so not excitable. Like, somebody could say the nicest thing ever to me. I'm like, cool, thanks. I mean, you're, you are like, no, no, I care, I care. This, yeah, this no, I great. swear it's, to God, I care. really care. But you won't make, you, 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 it's hard to make me mad, but it's really hard to make me super excited too. 
I, oh God, I want you to be so excited about this podcast. <laughs> I am. No, you, you are. You're doing great. <laughs> I, so Kelly and I, if you guys are listening at home and just chilling, you should do, actually, we'll do another one right now. Ooh. We did a tequila shot. Um, right before we started. So we're going to do another shot ski right now because it's, you know, one thirty on a Tuesday and that's what we do here at the studio, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. No. Actually, it is Tuesday, which is a show day, oh, which means I normally would be drinking at this time. That's what I figured. So salud meatballs. I hope you're doing shots or drinking wine or doing something to just numb all the things. Numb all the things. I felt really bad because earlier today, I, I feel like I was acting like a baby. So I woke up like really early and I tossed and turned for like three hours. Then I had to go teach a class and all this stuff I should be really grateful for that like I get to teach a class mm-hmm. and, you know, help people out with fitness and dance and all this shit. But I drive an hour in rush hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to drive in rush hour. But it's like... You're sitting in the car for an hour. I had someone just pull... You know when someone just pulls into your lane because they don't see oh, you? Oh, yeah. Fuck them forever. F- uh, yeah. it, I'm still I was shaking. just like, it's so hard to get me mad. And I'm like, fuck, fuck that. I need to die. And that hadn't happened to me in a while. Like that car alarm that's going on outside. <laughs> God, this it's like they know. Yeah. It's like they know. I'm sorry, guys, if you sorry, can hear that. Sorry, recording a really important podcast in here. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Shut the fuck up. But like I, it was so annoying because it was so close to being an accident. And uh, it yeah. was 100% not my fault. But there's nothing you can do. Like no. I slammed on my brakes. I, I brakes. I hit the horn. And it was. <laughs> oh, thank you. <sighs> I've never... Love the sound of silence so much. I know. Well, well, we won't be. I thought silent. it was going to be that way forever. I really honest. did too. And I was like, well, we're going to have to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that happened. And then I get to the class and it's just full of these women that are so hot. Mm. They're like all just hot moms and they have so many more abs than I do. Ugh, and so much whammy, more hot moms, hot moms like, and abs. Shut up. And Take a break. Huge rocks on their fingers. They're mm. great. And they're so supportive. But for some reason today, they just weren't like talking back to me like in between the songs and i was just like god you know what if you guys aren't going to talk to me i'm not going to talk either do you know how awkward it is for everyone in the room to just take a class where the instructor is not saying a word (laughs) you're like i'm having a moment just let me have a moment i was really having a moment and it was just and that made me like work them a lot harder like Mm. that's the thing like but I know they secretly like it. Yeah. Like, they like to be abused a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's why you go to a workout class, exactly. right? You can go to the gym by yourself. I mean, my Fitbit, I burned, like, twice the amount of calories today. Ooh, maybe you should be mad all the time. I should. I really also, kind of, like, you started that off with, like, I know I should be grateful for this, blah, blah, blah. But, like, also, when people say that, it's like, fuck that. Like, you're allowed to have bad days, and you're allowed to be pissed off about shit, even if it's small. I think we've gotten so far into this, like, comparative culture where it's like, you aren't allowed to be upset about this because other people have it worse, but it's like... Like, I feel like that just makes it worse, doesn't it? Really it? Like, does. If you if you allow yourself to have that shitty feeling, you can't wallow in it. Don't wallow in it, but you address it and you say, you know what, I'm feeling shitty about this, and you let yourself have that moment. You can move past it. The the minute you start trying to suppress that because you feel guilty about other people having it worse, it's it just doubles down. I mean, maybe that's why I've had shingles three times because I hold everything in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your stress does manifest (laughs) in communicable diseases. I should just start just telling everyone to go fuck themselves. Yeah, (laughs) just let it out. No, I do. My best friend. This is why I love people from Chicago. My best friend Melissa is from Chicago, Mm -hmm. and any time when we lived together, I would be like, God, I'm so angry. She'd be like, Stop. Name five things you're grateful for. Mm. 
Which, again, would annoy me, but also you do name it, and then it does kind of put you in a better headspace. Yeah. I mean that's a better that's a better therapy than just saying you should be grateful for this. It's right? a, you're you're addressing things in your life that are great and it makes like psychologically you see the benefit of doing that and maybe your problems aren't so big anymore but just saying like you should be grateful it's like shut mm, up. Okay. Well, go fuck yourself. I was actually listening to a really good podcast. I've talked about him before. Do you know who Ed Milet is? No, that sounds like a made up name. I know it does. It might be. It might be a made up name. <laughs> well, Kelly yeah. Blackheart. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you really are a good stalker, you can deep dive and find out what Kelly's last name really is. Yeah. Find my nudes on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I found him through the Skinny Confidential podcast, and he's good friends with like Tony Robbins, but I find him less like preachy. Mm-hmm. You know, a little more relatable. Yeah. He kind of looks like a bodybuilder or just like a jock. I like he. They all are. They, they? all are. It's yeah. Like- He's, How do you think I got this body? Yeah. Power of positive thinking. You're like, what? Ugh, Steroids in the gym. Like, <laughs> come on. Don't bullshit us. That, I'm not attracted to that, are you? No, not yeah. at all. It's a turnoff mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. I don't know why. I, uh, I'm just not into it. I, I, I don't mind muscles, but when they get really bulky, I'm not into that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd take that over like super, super skinny. I'm not skinny shaming. Mm-hmm. I just want to not be bigger than the person yeah, I'm with. Yeah, it's more of a... Like a me problem than a you problem. <laughs> totally, totally. Good for you. But I've I've always actually, I mean, because I played volleyball in college, all volleyball guys are long and lanky, oh, they you know? Are. So it's like I tended to be attracted to that. Now I don't really think I have a, a physical type. Um, no, I, I, I just want to set you up. Do you? I want to like hook you up with a meatball. Meatball's listening. Email me. Oh, that's always um, good to have like t- fans of a show. <laughs> This, this like, will go great. really well. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have a friend, I think the best way to meet someone is through a friend. Definitely. That's how yeah. Tommy and I met. Oh, yeah. That's and look right. at how great we are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, my only dating prospects right now are the people that send me videos on Instagram of them like jerking off onto an iPad. I mean, all right. Let's change it now. <laughs> today is a new day. According to Ed Milet, today is a new day. No, but I listened to... I was thinking... Okay, it's February. Like, I've talked about resolutions Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And he just released a podcast. It's really short. It's 25 minutes long about personal growth. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking, like, am I in the same place I was last year? And kind of the whole thing was him saying you need to be aware Mm -hmm. and you need to always move forward. And I feel like for me, I'm always thinking, like, big picture, you know, where I get so stressed out about either not having the dream house or, you know, not being a series regular on something or, like, Mm -hmm. not having that. And the thing that resonated with me from the podcast was small wins. Mm -hmm. He was like, you need to create momentum and that's going to get you to where you are. Totally. You know, yeah, and that I feel like that's my positivity for the day. I know we were talking about being grateful and all that. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is really good advice because you don't get to the the big stuff without having a bunch of tiny little wins. You know, yeah. so it, when you overlook the small stuff, you'll never get to the big stuff. Right? You're just gonna be mad. Yeah. My dad always says to me, "Enjoy the ride." And I'm always like, shut up. It's cliche. The, right? The struggle it's not is about the destination. So it's about real. the journey. You know what? No, it's about the destination. And right. I want it to be Bali. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be Bora Bora. And I want to be in, in a stick house on the water. On the water. Yes. <sighs> Have you ever been to one of those? No. Do you want to go? Yes. <laughs> 
right yeah, now. Yeah, we need. Who wants to submit to our GoFundMe? GoFundMe, Kickstarter, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just time. Just Venmo me at Kelly Blackburn. <laughs> no, um, don't get us kicked off iTunes. <laughs> just like plenty of fish. Um, no, it, it really is though about taking those small steps. Like I don't know if you know like my work story no I, oh that's what i wanted to talk to you about and then we'll wrap it up and perfect. all that yeah. so i um i actually just changed careers two years ago mm-hmm. so i worked in renewable energy and finance for 11 years so i was good at what i did i made a lot of money but i was super dead inside like the mm-hmm. last six months of my last job like i legit thought about killing myself every day i wasn't mm-hmm. gonna do it because now i have nephews and like I have something to live for, but I was so depressed. And my brother had been trying to get me into comedy for a really long time, but I never wanted to take a pay cut and be somebody's PA and do all that stuff. But once he got this show, so my brother's a showrunner, nepotism, what's up, baby? Um, he, He was now in a position where he could be like, okay, well, I'll hire you for this. And Jim specifically said, well, if she sucks, I get to fire her myself. (laughs) Love it. And he's like, she won't. Um, So I took a six-figure pay cut, came to work here, and... Did you have to move? um, I had... No, I had already lived, like, up here. I was living in Long Beach for a long time. I moved up to the valley to be closer to my nephews, Um, and my parents have been great and supportive and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, and so now I'm doing this, and it's like... You know, I, as I keep moving up, you, you start to make more money and all that stuff. I'm not anywhere close to where I used to be. But like on a day to day basis, you're just so much happier. And it's because I'm a creative. So I need that part of my brain working. I can't just go and talk about numbers and like teach people how to use finance programs and stuff like that. But like what gave you the confidence to just take that leap? Was it just I don't know if it was a confidence thing. It was legit. If I stay in this job, I might die. OK. And and. I was working so much too. It's like I was making so much money, but you're working so often that it's like you don't even have time to spend the money. So it's like, what does it really matter? I mean, I stress about money a lot more now than I used to, but I also now I'm like working on, um, two, uh, like working on writing two projects that are developing. I'm writing a pilot by the end of the year. I promised myself I would have a screenplay for a, like a lifetime Christmas movie, you know, Love the, it. you know, those, Love it. those things. I'll but send just you my like, cleavage headshot. I want to be, in, yes. I oh, want to be in it. Lead. Duh. Easy. <laughs> Done. Um, so it's just like the more I keep myself creatively stimulated, the happier I am. Um, and those are small wins. Those small are wins. all exactly. creating momentum, yeah. you know, and leading you to where you actually need to be. Totally. I love that. Guys, have you know? Did you know you were going to be so inspired today? This is so soulful. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, the point of what's your jersey is finding out where you, where you're from and how you got to where you are. Mm-hmm. So we kind of we Quentin Tarantino'd it, and we kind of <laughs> we found Hold out. On, let me cut off your ear real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen the stills from his new movie? No. Uh, it's with Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, and Brad Pitt. Ooh. And it's all about... You mean our weatherman is in that movie? You're... Oh, my God! Yes! <laughs> Jim needs to do a cameo. Oh, I feel like sure. he should just text Brad. I totally embarrassed myself in front of Brad when he was here. Can you please tell us I all had, about it? I um, had purple hair at the time, and... He was on set. I was I had like gone off set after rehearsal to answer an email and I was walking back on and I was still looking at my phone. And you know how you can see somebody like walking towards you. Yep. So I just like moved out of the way and then I looked up and he was like cool hair and I was like, You too? And then just walked away. Like, what the fuck? His hair was normal. I I said you too. 
you mm-hmm. spoke to yeah to Brad and then we fucked <laughs> and then we fucked so like whatever he's like i love an awkward girl <laughs> words don't matter <laughs> oh did you see that he was at the sunset tower birthday party for jennifer aniston i did not yeah i feel like they're cool now I, I mean, he used to be like my ultimate celebrity crush. And then yeah. when the whole Angelina thing no. happened, I was like, mm, not interested anymore. Not at all. Yeah, we recently watched. You don't screw over my girl and get away with it. God, Jennifer is just everything. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. She looked amazing at the, everyone Google the picture. She's, just, she's, yeah. she's why I want to be on a sitcom. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's maybe, all the things. Okay, maybe you need a new headshot with the Rachel. With the Rachel. <laughs> maybe right. that's what you're doing wrong. Cle- well, she also is infamous for nipples. Uh, so you're right, actually. This is where nip. you're fucking up. <laughs> Not cleavage, just a, just nip, nips, uh, just yeah. a cold room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good, wow, good. I, I have solved this. Am I your new manager? I think you really are. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need one after this podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so you are from Chicago. Mm-hmm. What were you like? Have you always been just like dry and funny and sarcastic? Like, what were you like and how did that get you to where you are? Kind of. I don't even think I'm funny. Um, I, but I think that's like the tell of somebody who's, a who's creative actually is they think all their shit is shit. Yeah. Um, but I think so. Scott is seven years older than me. That's my brother. He um, he's been a director since we were kids. So like all of our home movies have scripts, they have editing, they have like, it's just crazy. So I would have loved your family. Oh, it was fun. And I think my parents like lost all the VHSs of it, but (sighs) I'm going to force them to really look for those because they're incredible. Um, but we moved around a ton growing up. So like we moved six times in five years at one point. And so Mm -hmm. I think I've just always been the person that had to jump into a new scenario and be comfortable right away. So it's yeah. easier for me to meet new people and and do that kind of stuff. So I really think that's probably most of where the influence comes from is you just kind of have to be that new, interesting person. Yeah. And so you have to be a chameleon and just figure out what people want from you. I kind of got I'm that. I'm a puppet, you're, I think. You're a jack of all trades. Yeah. That's kind of... I We moved around a lot also mm-hmm. when I was a kid, just back and forth from East Coast to California, then back to Jersey, and now back to California. Do and you ever feel a little jealous of people that like, yeah. still have their childhood home and stuff? Totally. 100%. Just because I will never... If I ever one day like have kids, or like my grandkids are never going to go back to like mm-hmm. my grandkids. <laughs> my, my grandkids. <laughs> my, my kids, maybe. They'll never like go back to my childhood. I never go back yeah. to it. And the main squeeze always makes fun of me because I don't really have like a lot of like close friends from high school. Tons mm-hmm. of close friends from college. Right. But I don't. It's a different. It's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, are you jealous of that? I, I, sometimes I think I am. But then I'm like, my personality would be so different. You know, like I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be as outgoing. I don't. I don't know that being outgoing is a genetic trait more than it is something that's like a nurture or you're forced to out of your situation are you more outgoing like i'm outgoing but i'm also like terribly shy yes. and i have to like force myself I'm a lot that, of the time i i don't want to go anywhere and i don't want to talk to anybody but when i'm there i become this open book yeah. and and somehow get forced to be the entertainer like we i went to vegas one time with my old roommates and they're all incredibly shy so we met this group of guys and so i end up like getting forced to be the like dance monkey dance and this guy was like you talk a lot and i was like okay well i'm not going to talk for the rest of the meal and my friends were so they were like kelly please kelly 
Kelly, say something. You were like my class today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please, we need to know if you're okay. <laughs> exactly. I was like, no, you'll fucking get what you asked for. You want yeah. me to not to talk? None of you are going to talk. Off. I promise. None of you will have a social life. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. I, I I get it. It's a lot of pressure. It's so much pressure. Yeah. It's okay. All right. We're going to do... Um, actually, know it. I want to know, do you have any words of wisdom for anyone that wants to start up a podcast or like change careers or just create new things in their life? Ooh, words of wisdom. Um, For me, it, like, I think everybody is worried about financial stuff and that's a really really valid concern i'm lucky to you know be in a supportive place with my family and and if i need help they'll give me help and stuff like that so that's kind of like for somebody who's really in a spot where they can't do it on Mm -hmm. their own i see that being hard but you really have to weigh the pros and cons of like continuing to do something that you hate and being stuck in that rut forever Mm -hmm. um even like for me while I was still at my old job, I started taking writing classes at Second City, and that started turning the wheels, and that got my creativity flowing again, and it like brought new life into me. So even if it's not pursuing things as a career, maybe seeking out classes or doing things that you love as your hobby mm. um, so you don't die inside. I think it's surrounding yourself with a tribe, at least, mm-hmm. and like when you're in a class. Like, even if it's just taking, like, a pottery class, if you're feeling like you need to, like, do art stuff or, you know, joining a softball team. Right. Or just something. Because you don't think about, like, meeting new friends as an adult. No, it's a weird concept. It's so weird. (laughs) But you end up becoming friends with everybody that you're in those classes with. Like, one of my best friends I met in my first class at Second City. My best friend, Melissa, from Chicago. Same thing. Yeah. At Margie Haber Studios over a decade ago. Yeah. And one of the writing projects I'm working on is with my teacher from my first class. She's like, I want you to be in my writer's room. I'm like, what? (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So it's just like you create now all these new relationships. And these relationships are even better because they're people that share the same Mm -hmm. hopes and goals and, and interests as you, which you can really create stuff with them. Yeah. It's like it's very cool to be surrounded by people that that want to do the same things as you. And that's why I, that's why I love um, hanging out with all of you guys whenever I can. <laughs> Cause like, I respect like all, all the right, like everyone's so talented and I love coming and supporting the comedy shows and the podcast, like all of that, because you guys all are doing the things that like I love, mm-hmm. you know? So I think you're right. Like just finding that class or that niche, like it doesn't have to be your career right, right. away. Mm-hmm. You know, and that actually might give you a little more guidance and all that. All right. We're doing a few rapid fire questions. Um, how do you feel? Are you feeling nervous? Good? I'm so nervous. No, I'm don't feel nervous. Um, okay. I want to know, do you like the movie Casino or Goodfellas better? I haven't seen either. <gasps> <gasps> see, I didn't watch like any movies or TV. You were just up. busy making them um, with your brother and just sport. Like I just wanted to be outside playing. So like I haven't seen a ton of, I have never seen the princess bride. I just I haven't saw either. I just saw never ending story. Like, for the first time like four years ago. I forget it. It's weird. Yeah. You know, so so now I just don't I watch it. any of those classics because I think nostalgia is attached to a lot of them and it people is. are like, it's so good, but that's because you saw it for the first time when you were younger. Have you seen Empire Records? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's you're great, back that's in again. One, yeah. Okay. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> you're like, I'm deleting all of this episode. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> oh my God. I, I literally would sit, this was before like DVR or whatever. I would sit with my tape recorder in front of my TV and record Renee Zellweger's song, Sugar High. <laughs> and then like, li- cause you couldn't like get it anywhere. Oh no. yeah. I did that with Barbie girl. The oh. first time I heard it on the radio, we were in, in my mom's van and I was like, this isn't real. And I sat in the van for three hours waiting for it to come back on. It did not, but wow, was that a banger. Wow, yeah. Okay, um, which do you like better, meatballs or a bolognese like meat sauce? Uh, meatballs. Meatballs, which we haven't eaten. I Mm-mm. promised to eat them on the air, and I'm probably going to eat them after we're done. That was a good answer. Just make some chewing noises into the I mic. Know. I, Every, I everybody can't. loves when Jim eats on our podcast. Really? Oh, no. We... <laughs> I mean, the hate mail that we get when he, he eats he's not, it? He's not allowed to anymore. I feel like I've never seen him eat. <sighs> we do need to talk about his anorexia. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, he... So he well, because we, we do the podcast right after the show, so there's not much he's time hungry. for him to eat. So sometimes he would... Like, we had Brian Callen on once, and they were eating like, roast, roast beef sandwiches, like, into the mic. And Brian will like, eat that? Please stop. I, it must have been just for the day. Because it also just sounds like awkward sexual sounds. Yeah. Like, I remember I... Guys, not to drop a lot of cool shit right now. I was in a punk rock band in Wait, college. What? I was. The name was High Risk. We have an album. Mm. It was called Rock Out with Your Cock Out. And there was it was a rooster. That it was a pun. It was mm. a pun on the cover. Mm. Anyway, I was taking a sip of like a water bottle, like in the recording booth, and they were like, Ooh, let's record that. That sounds like whatever. And it was oh. dirty. So like eating and all that just sounds awkward and like yeah. it just sounds like the word squishy or mushy, and I hate those words. Yeah, not good. Yeah, they're Jim, just not good. uh Jim burped really disgustingly on one of the episodes that they did in Asia, and so I'm like editing it and I'm like, Oh god. And then somebody in the podcast group was like I was listening to that in my car and I'm three months pregnant and I have morning sickness. I had to pull over on the side of the road and throw up because (laughs) because it was so bad. I promise he doesn't eat on the podcast anymore. Sometimes there are bodily functions, though. And I hate it just as much as everybody else does. Christina, P- I, I can never pronounce her it's last name. Pazinski. Yeah, they have a podcast and now they have a fart mic. And she like literally farts on the mic. She does? Yeah, she does. Oh. Which is kind of impressive. Yeah. Empowering too. Right? I kind of I respect that actually. Listen, I've been waiting years for a woman to be able to shart into a mic. <laughs> Twenty nineteen it's women's suffrage movement is doing it's, well. It's all happening. It really is. Um, who would you rather hang out with? These are all New Jersey people. Um, Meryl Streep, uh Dina Manzo from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, Jack Nicholson or Teresa Giudice. Actually, no, Snooki from the Real House. <laughs> She's not from the from Jersey. <laughs> she is a Real Housewife. Of um, I think I'd go Meryl Streep. Yeah. The other people are very entertaining to watch, and Jack Nicholson might be great, but he also might be a douche. You know, it's like too risky for me. The other ones, I love watching their drama on TV, but yeah. I don't know that we would have much in common. Probably, yeah. I would no. just keep drinking. That wasn't know? really like a Sophie's Choice question, was it? <laughs> It's pretty easy. I'm like, oh, Meryl Streep? Yeah, I'll take that one. Duh. The non-psycho? God. No, you're right. Fine. Um, Have you seen that she's going to... Do you watch Big Little Lies? No. All right. 
um, <laughs> moving on. Anyway, all right. So I played this game when I did a live podcast for What's Your Jersey a few weeks ago, and it was really fun. Um, it's basically: is this a Jersey Shore person? Or is it a football, basketball, just a person who wears a jersey who's done naughty things? So we called it Jersey Shore or Jersey Whore. Um, so, okay, this is your first question. Had um, uh, got arrested for drunken disorderly conduct in public. Jersey Shore or Jersey Whore? I mean, both, right? <laughs> I mean, probably, but Snooky's the answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure a football player. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, Snooky, I feel like her first two seasons on the Jersey Shore was like just a big defensive back, just barreling oh, down. Yeah. And the, you know what? Not that I condone violence against women, but her getting punched in the face was the best thing that ever happened to her career. I mean, it, it, that's it. Like, all of a sudden, she was it, America's sweetheart. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was awful. That, I, that guy is such a piece of shit. Terrible. But like, they all hated her Every, before that happened. Exactly. And then now all of a sudden it's like, we're family. We take care of each other. So like, redeemable. What? Okay. So all I have to do is get punched in the face. And that's it? That's- and now I have a career? <laughs> Kill me. Should we go try? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'll punch you, you punch me, and then we'll be stars. <laughs> we'll have a free the nipple movement. We'll put the Rachel haircut on, and then we'll get punched in I the mean, face. I mean, if we punch each other topless, I can guarantee we have some <laughs> career happening. I don't know if it's the right one. <laughs> yeah. No, not why we went to we went to college, guys. Um, okay, had a secret one night stand in Vegas, and now is a dad. Jersey Shore. Oh, very good, Ronnie. Right, pa- Polly D. Oh, wait, he has well, a kid. Ronnie oh, too, that's right. Yeah, Polly D. That's right. I forgot. I always forget about that because he never talks about his you know, kid he on the show. About his kid. You're like, what? I can't believe I still watch this. Show. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed that I. It's embarrassingly good still. Yeah. I mean, it's very like okay. They should just come out and be like, okay, like this is all pre-planned and kind of scripted. Yeah. But like, it's still entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. For them being adults and like having kids and stuff. Yeah. It, it's still working. They do cry about missing their kids too much though. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't lot. pay. I didn't pay to watch you. I don't pay at all <laughs> to watch the show, but like, I didn't pay to watch you cry about your kids. Yeah. I was running down Sunset the other day and Polly D was sitting in like the entrance of a barber shop. Oh, and like I was sweaty and also late to a podcast. I had no business cards on me and I literally ran by it and then stopped. It was like right by the Viper room and I like stopped once I passed it and I was like, shit, God damn it. God, because oh! all I wanted was to ask him to be on the podcast and I didn't. And then I tweeted out a lot to him and he has not responded. That's surprising. Whatever. <laughs> a girl can dream. <laughs> Shocker. Okay. I was out on the town with a mystery blonde in Vegas, hooked up, and then my relationship ended. Uh, I mean, it could be either, but I'm going to say Jersey whore. <laughs> Jersey, very good. It was A-Rod pre-J-Lo. Yeah. Oh, God. It broke up his marriage, though. Okay. Hooked up with a 17-year-old blonde at Lavo nightclub and took her back to my apartment in Jersey. Mm. Jersey Shore. <gasps> You're wrong. Oh. <laughs> Trick That's question. Su- it feels like a situation type of thing. I, totally. It, right? I mean, it is a situation. Pre uh, Lawrence. That's yeah. his wife now. Lawrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plural. Okay. Well, um, it was Mark Sanchez. Again, this was maybe two years ago. Um, I was a. Re- I've been arrested for fighting with my significant other in an elevator in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Oh, that's Ray Rice, right? <gasps> Whoa, you're so good at this. Ooh, and yeah. Ronnie Ortiz from Jersey oh, Shore. Oh, yeah. I'm really, 
really up on my football domestic violence. Oh my god, you're so good at this. You won. You won the game. Yes. You killed it. You killed it so hard. I feel like yes. that was that was all our questions for that. Uh, I guess I could do one more. Um, okay, uh, had a cheating scandal at PhD Lounge in New York City. Then at Soho House. Legit thought you were saying PF Changs, and I was like, <laughs> this is so good. Um, I'm gonna go Jersey whore. Ooh, good. Tristan Thompson, Chloe's oh. baby daddy. Oh. I, yeah, I didn't know the deets on that one. Are they still together? They, I mean, I think they're, I don't know. I feel like I just don't get enough from I, their Instagram. It's okay. I know. I Did you see Stormy's birthday party this weekend? <laughs> I missed that somehow. I don't know. Pretty I'll epic. have to check in. It was check her Insta. <laughs> pretty epic. Not gonna lie. Um, all right. You killed it. Is there anything you want to pimp out right now for the um, meatballs? No, my Twitter and Instagram is at Kelly Blackheart. And then we are launching our podcast, Unsolicited Podcast, in a couple weeks, probably two weeks. Two um, weeks. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Unsolicited Three, the number three. Um, also, I wanted to let you know because I know you're a huge Gaga fan. Uh huh. She follows me on Twitter. <gasps> what? Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, obviously, she didn't do it. Somebody did it. I mean, she retweeted me, and I'm putting quotes in the air, but I feel like it's whoever's handling her Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that, that is one of the funniest things about like working in digital for a show is that the general public doesn't realize that the star doesn't operate their own stuff. So it's like... Um, besides Miss Britney Spears, whose Instagram is epic and you should. Oh my God. Her painting videos. Her painting videos. Give me. So, I don't even say that gives me life. They give me so much life. So much. It's like classical music and then she's painting and you're like, wow, what is this going to be? And it's like the reveal is like a butterfly. Like not a good. It's like a children's butterfly. Yeah. You're and you're like, <laughs> that was worth the ride. <laughs> The payoff was so good. So we we watched that one video within this show forty seven times at lunch once. If you guys could get Britney Spears on the show this season, easy a one hundred percent. That's it. Like you're gonna win all the Emmys. Oh, I, for sure. I mean, I at least I will be the biggest fan of the Jim Jeffries. Yeah. <laughs> We've been trying for three seasons to get you on board. God damn it. I know. It's almost happening, guys. You brought a camel. That was a big day. I was there for that. It was a really big day. You got Brad Pitt. We need Britney Spears, Gaga. Okay. I'm the biggest Gaga fan in the world, but I have to say she is about to turn like the Taylor Swift corner with all of the crying and Mm. all the awards. Like, we know you're going to win. You're amazing. I would have saved all the crying for the Oscars. Because she's going yeah. to win the Oscar for best. You can song. only cry so much. There's only so much. And yeah. like, I feel like that's going to be the biggest deal. Like, yeah. like her winning an Oscar. Like, yes, it's for music. She's like at the Writers Guild Awards going like, oh my God. I had You're like, come on. Nobody even watches this. Please stop. <laughs> this isn't televised. So funny you brought up Gaga because before I, I depart you, um, we're so at the rap party that we were talking about where we decided to do this epic podcast. Um, a few of your writers let me in on a secret where Shallow is apparently their favorite song to scream at the top of their lungs when they're drunk at a bar. Oh. So I have some epic videos of a lot of people that you can use for blackmail later oh, on. Thank God. Yeah. I've been looking for blackmail. Um, but I feel like you and I could go like line for line maybe in Jersey accents or you could do a good Chicago. Do you want to do Chicago I Jersey? Mean- I don't even know how to do accents, but <laughs> um, do you want to be Bradley Cooper or do you want to be Lady Gaga in this song? Um, 
I'll be Gaga. You'll be Gaga. Okay. Because, you know, she follows me on Twitter. Exactly. You're right. So you. So you if win, she hears this performance, you know, it's better coming from me. Okay. <laughs> we'll go down to um, in the shallow. We'll go, we'll go to the shallow part. Okay. So I'll start it off. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world or do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? Because I'm falling in all the good times I find myself longing for change. (laughs) And at the bad times, too, I fear myself. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did you learn that in acting class? No. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I don't even. uh, Or just talk to me like you. How you would talk to like Jim on the podcast. uh, Tell me something, boy. (laughs) Aren't you tired of trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? I'm falling. In all the good times, I find myself longing for change. And in the bad times, I fear myself. I feel like I'm running for office in in middle America. I love it. No. Um, I'm off the deep end. And watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the ground. You can take the ride. Well, crash through that fucking surface where they can't hurt us. Immigrants. We're far from the shallow now. In the, in the shallow. shallow. In the shallow. And scene. Scene. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Please subscribe, rate, review. And vote for me, 2020. And vote for Kelly Blackheart in 2020. <laughs> 20 2020 20 um, tequila tequila um guys remember to share the podcast with your friends i will be in new orleans when this gets released and a few of you have expressed wanting to do a meatball meetup so again dm me and we can meet up because i'll be there until sunday i think um kelly thank you so much for being thank here you for having me you my me. first podcast ever. i know that was great well you've produced like a million of them it's fine so you've been on a lot but i'm happy to have a full length with you you were amazing thank you for being so open and delightful and just fucking real this was fun i know we had a great time I like it. salute salute to you Cheers. and salute to tequila and the meatballs i'll catch you on the flip side bye just put your paws up because you were born this way baby My mama told me when I 